Hello and welcome everyone. Thanks for, for joining the Diverse uh, Early Careers event. Today we're going to be focusing on all things internships and I've got three really brilliant guests who've all had a, a very different internship uh, experience and we're going to be talking all about that and sharing their insights and their advice to help you guys moving forward in your careers. Uh, thanks so much for joining everyone who, who's, who's jumped on straight away bang on 4 p.m. Love to see that. Um, we want to make this session really, really useful for you guys. So if this, this is the first one you've been to, first of all, my name's Toby and I'm the founder of Diverse, which is a free careers community supporting now over 5,000 young people. We've, we've grown quite a bit uh, in the last uh, few years. Um, all we're about is helping young people from underrepresented backgrounds into some of the top opportunities, top employers in the UK. We work with organizations like the Science Museum Group, Warner Brothers, Capital One, BT, and uh, we've got some really exciting opportunities to share. But we also love doing these sessions where we can share education, advice, and make you guys feel more confident and ready and prepared for whatever's next for you in your career journey. So um, just as we get going here, just a little bit of housekeeping. First of all, you've got the chat you can see there in the top right hand corner where you can interact with each other. I can see Pav is already on it there in Birmingham. We've got Cameron as well, as always. Great to see. And Aisha as well. Just to the right of the chat, you can see the question space. So um, that's where you can add in your questions and we'll get to those. So that's really, really important. We want to make these sessions as useful as possible for you. So if you've got a question, add it to the question space and we'll get to those towards the end, but keep adding them throughout so we uh, make sure we have enough time to answer those. Hey Jenny, how are you doing? And uh, you can also upvote as well so you can vote for the questions that you want to be answered first. So we'll really prioritize that. So don't forget to check that out as well. And throughout guys, we're going to be throwing some polls at you, some questions at you as well. We want to make this really interactive and as useful as possible for you all. Um, and so, yeah, let's do a quick, actually just drop a, a quick hello in the chat as well, just so I can make sure that uh, it's uh, working for you guys. And maybe just as we go through the intros here, let us know in the chat, what are you doing? What are you looking for? Is it a internship that you're on the search for right now? Have you got an offer for an internship? Or are you right at the beginning, not too sure what you want to do, trying to figure it out? So drop a hello in the chat and let us know sort of why you're, you're here first and foremost and what you guys are looking for. But without further ado, let's go around the, the virtual room and say hello to all of our uh, guests. So Emily, do you want to start um, by saying a quick hello and then pass it on to Shay and, and Soji after that? Hi, my name is Emily. Um, I don't know if I'm doing like small intro, just like, but yeah, I've just graduated and yeah. it's my internship. Yeah, and, and let us know as well, Emily, what, um, where have you graduated from? What do you study? And what is your job title now? Um, so the mic cut out, but I got the last bit. Um, I'm doing my internship at the Science Museum in curating. So I'm doing work in collections. Brilliant. And where are you studying? Where were you uh, studying previously? Where did you graduate from? Oh, I graduated from um, the University of Sussex. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining. And Shay, what about you? Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Shay. I'm 19. Uh, I studied at the University of Nottingham Finance and Current Management, and I'm doing finance at the Science Museum as an intern. Awesome. And Soji? Hello. Um, good day. I am Saji, currently studying for a master's in digital and strategic marketing at the University of Bradford, UK, and also currently working as an exhibitions intern at the Science Museum Group. Love it. So yeah, really exciting one. We've got three interns here who've all got some experience with the Science Museum Group, who are one of our partners as well, who are going to have lots of more early career and entry-level opportunities for you guys to, to check out. But let's start by going around the room and learning a little bit more about your experiences, what you've learned, what could be really beneficial for our audience. So as I said, guys, if you're just joining now, drop in the, the chat what it is you're looking for? Is it, you know, you're, you're on the lookout for a, a, an internship now? Have you got an internship and you're trying to figure out how to make the most of it? 
or or are you waiting for your offer to come through or something like that let us know in the chat why you guys are here so we can make it as useful as possible so uh emily starting with you where were you what were you doing before your internship can you kind of take us back to you know that what you were doing beforehand had you done much in your career beforehand or, or where were you at before so before this um i'd literally like just graduated and i was doing like part-time jobs in like my university so working open days um typically working as like a widening participation ambassador so i was working with young people and children kind of promoting the opportunity of going to university so i had like a lot of work trying to really boost inclusion and diversity and representation so i think that kind of fell into this role as well because one of the big smg values is representation and being inclusive so it really just came all together when i started doing my research but also like my work here um i think that pretty much wraps up what yeah. I was doing because <laughs> I was just like working hard at university as well and trying to take time out to figure out what's the next steps but also what I would want out of this internship and what I enjoy doing in general. That's really really interesting so you kind of combine that interest for widening participation and diversity and inclusion and saw a really good opportunity here. Why do you think you're so passionate about that? Why is that your your thing do you think? Um, I don't, I think it kind of brought, came to me when I was at university because it was just like majority white institution and like majority white town. And we all tried to find a little bit of representation, like within that space or just the space of the UK in general. So I think I look, when I was doing my widening participation work, I really reflected on like what opportunities were out there when I was younger or opportunities that I saw or didn't see so I kind of just got interested in that and just it wasn't when I was doing my job it wasn't more like me saying you should go to uni it's more this is here like this is an option and you can do it like don't limit yourself like just because there's barriers you can do anything and everything just if you put your mind to it so I think that framework just got really embedded into my mind and it just continued as I like graduated from uni but also go into the next steps of like my career love that yeah I love that I love that connection you've made I think that's uh something that everyone should really think about what is it that you feel connected to and passionate about and trying to match that up with your your career and that's exactly what I did as well similarly I'm really passionate about increasing diversity and helping young people with their careers and obviously that's the direction I've gone down as well so um all right, next up, Soji. So for you, you had a bit of a different journey, bit of a different background to uh, our other two guests coming from Nigeria. So uh, let us know about that sort of transition, why you tried, decided to come over to the UK and how that led to you getting to the to Science Museum group. Um, right, okay. Um, I, I would like to think of myself as a marketing communication specialist. So... Um, I have had the opportunity of working in the creative publishing fintech and SaaS industry in Nigeria. And um, I worked, I think about three, four years right after my first degree. Um, and then I uh, wanted to like, you know, go back to uni and just to, to further, because my background wasn't as, wasn't really in marketing. Um, my first degree was in psychology. Uh, right after that first degree, I fell in love with marketing. So I thought, why not just further in marketing? And so, yeah, I made a decision to um, apply for a master's program in the UK. And um, while, their, while their master's program has been enriching and intense, I also wanted to um, acquire new skills and also um, just, you know, to boost my resume, right, um, with a UK experience. So um, I stumbled on the Black, the 10,000 Black Interns um, Initiative or scheme. And I applied, you know, to a couple indicated my interest in various um, fields 
And I think being matched with the Science Museum group stems from my interest in arts and culture because I'm really passionate passionate about arts and culture. Um, I've had a bad experience working in that field back in Nigeria, working in publishing, um, working with an arts and literary organization. So um, it was um, it was just a no brainer selecting or like you know indicating you know letting indicating um, my interest in mm. that sector. So um, yeah. So right now I'm working with the exhibitions team at the Science Museum Group, and it gives me an opportunity to um, apply some of the transferable skills I have from marketing. Because um, I'm working with the exhibitions team, I have to do a lot of copywriting, interpretation, and you know, just creating content that will, will resonate with the target audience. So yeah. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. So again, thinking about what you're most interested in and because I think, uh, you know, I speak to a lot of young people who are interested in art and culture, um, but they maybe have done a certain degree and they think, oh, I need to go get this corporate job or I need to go get this city job with this consultancy or whatever, because, you know, that's what my parents expect. But I think it's it's really good if we can kind of reflect on what do we enjoy the most? What are we truly passionate about? And see if you can kind of overlap that with, uh, as, as you said, your skill set and your interest in marketing. So definitely want to come back to some of that and um, hear more about what is you actually do on a day-to-day -day basis in the exhibitions and, um, yeah, what that actually looks like uh, for sure. So, uh, and for you, Shay, when you found out that, because um, you've got a very different role, I suppose, in terms of finance. So when you found out about your yourself being sort of matched up with SMG, uh, what, how do you feel about that? Why were you sort of motivated to take on this role and, and why did it sort of really interest you to, to get into to SMG? I feel like the main reason that um, actually influenced my decision to pick SMG over other companies is definitely because of the cultural her heritage that SMG have. Um, I've grown up in Manchester, so it's quite funny. I remember in primary school, I used to always go to the museum at school trips and I used to just walk around and just be fascinated by the presence. So I think when I got the SMG offer, it definitely played a bit of my childhood aspirations to work because I always remember said, saying when I was younger that I'd love to work there. So, And in terms of the actual finance itself, I love how the um, the team have been able to incorporate loads of different areas of finance because I, I believe if I went down a specific role in finance, especially being 19, I feel like I've still kind of finding my feet within the financial industry. And credit to SMG, they've allowed me to settle in and try different elements of finance. So, for example, we're currently tasked with um, investment uh, analysis as well as sustainability analysis, which is something completely different to what we're, I'm learning currently in university. So I feel as though I can appreciate SMG for allowing me to get the diverse elements of finance and maybe later on in my career path, be able to specialize and focus on one thing. Love it. Yeah. So learning, learning a lot. I guess that's one of the, the big reasons to do an internship. I mean, it's the different way of learning versus being in a classroom, right? Like you actually apply in the actual practical things that you've, you've learned and you're watching and learning from other people who are doing it as their day job as well. So invaluable experience. Let's dive in a little bit more detail into what you're actually doing on a day to day basis for everyone to picture it and understand it. So, um, well, actually, let's stick with you for a second, Seiji. So what does that look like? Because when we we chatted, you told me, actually, there's some things involved in that role that you wouldn't really expect for a museum, for example, the investments that they might do as an organization. So, yeah, why don't you take it for, from there and tell us what you actually do in, in your role? Yeah, so I find it quite interesting because initially coming to the museum, I think one of my main questions was, um, especially the museum being a non-for-profit organization, how do they actually invest? So... I feel as though that was really interesting to come and, uh, for example, my manager was uh, was able to sit me down and walk me through kind of the structure and explain that uh, the government actually fund the museum and they need to basically generate revenue from investments to fund the museum. So I found that quite fascinating as well. So I think that was definitely an element that I never knew. So it definitely taught me about um, the different kind of asset classes. Uh, we looked at the bonds, the uh, equities and um the cash assets that the museum have, which was quite intriguing as well. And just looking at their kind of risk management, because you'd expect maybe in today's generation, um, a lot of companies take a more, you know, high risk um, strategy in investments, but the museum's a lot more um, kind of safe and play it safe. So it was, it was quite interesting to learn about the investment strategy. And in terms of the sustainability on a day-to-day, -day, I think 
most of my tasks actually consist of um, presenting this project. So they've basically given me the project of looking through the uh, museum sustainability greenhouse gas emissions and seeing how as a museum maybe they can reduce emissions. So it's definitely been, um, you know, filled with a lot of activities day to day and I've definitely enjoyed every bit of it. Right. Awesome. And again, like I had no no idea when you told me that I was super surprised because that sounds like what you do with, with an investment firm. And that's interesting to me because if you've got a background in finance, it's good to be open minded about where you can apply that. Every company needs to have obviously their eyes on their finances. And sometimes it's the internal side of things. And sometimes these organizations also invest in the market or in bonds and other things as well. So and do you mainly do the sort of analysis there then in terms of um, wh whether or not this is a good investment before the money is made? Is that kind of where you, you do, the where you contribute to the team? So no, I think the museum actually currently work with two um, investment managers. So it's quite very well structured. It's quite surprising, but it's, it's really good the, the measures that they have in place. So they work with an investment management company called um, Elgin. Um, which basically provide them with the different kind of assets that they should invest into. Uh, my role tends to consist of taking the data that is prov provided from LGIM and formulating it and then producing like an analysis report on whether they're, you know, performing and matching targets or if they're exceeding or um, underachieving. So I think it's been really interesting to kind of be the kind of like the middleman in the, the data processes. So it's, it's been really been fun, yeah. Awesome. So yeah, if anyone's interested in a, a sort of a finance-based role, uh, yeah, hope that sounds uh, intriguing to you as well, and lots to learn from from Shay on that. Uh, Emily, how about you? You've got a, a very unique role, which I think I think this is the challenge when um, candidates are maybe looking around at different job opportunities. They see titles and they're like, I've no idea what that really means, and I think that crops up sometimes with uh, heritage and and museum-based uh, roles as well. So. Can you kind of help demystify that for us and help us understand, you know, what your role is and what you do as well? Okay, so it's funny that you asked that because, like, when I first got this, I did not know what curating was and they had to, like, they wanted us to decide between, like, learning and exhibitions and I was just there, like, I don't know what I'm going to be doing in curating and I just, but yeah, um, so essentially... I'm kind of I'm given like and then I have to do research on that and make my own kind of like exhibition research package with it so like throughout like my main project has been researching so we got given the topic of oceans and like a lot of the other teams kind of revolve around that topic as well but essentially I have to do a little research package exhibition that's coming out in either t I think it's 2027 so like the actual research that we're doing is implemented so um i've been looking at like because i'm interested in global history and i didn't want to do the whole world i looked at like the caribbean sea and fear and i've been like looking at objects related to that and making a package about it a presentation kind of seeing the consequent like what the, the museum has done related to oceans so far and the sea and the caribbean looking at what the museum hasn't done and just trying to make something out of that but also you have elements of like i'll go to meetings and shadow different teams or like curators or just research in history and like public public history and community science so like i also have like this project on the side where i look at case studies um within the caribbean and like what people are doing actively to help the ocean so if i'm looking at plant life i'm looking at okay what countries in the caribbean like local communities are doing and trying to like research see what who the stakeholders are but also kind of look at the pros and cons of each one try and compare contrast it feels like i've been saying this for the past like six to eight weeks it feels like i'm at uni but like a more kind of independent version where like i get paid but also you have the freedom to go wild so like they gave us oceans but they didn't say you can't do this or you can't do that like i've just been able to do what i want like i'll have my line manager say oh try and maybe put like a parameter on it you can't look at this 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 don't make it like hard for yourself so essentially it's like a kind of more free version of uni but also with my conversations with curators I've like picked up bits and pieces and learned that if I do become a curator after this it's not essentially like oh I'm gonna make my own exhibition like you get told what 
what you have and then you research from there but there's bits and pieces where you do have choices and it's not like you're being forced to do something so it just feels like uni but at a museum and you don't have deadlines really and no one's on your back to like get things done Mm. so so and just to sort of picture this and we'll talk to soji about the exhibition side but i'm walking around the museum and i see different exhibitions different uh, sort of sections where i can learn about um different topics and so as a curator you're 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 the step before that where you research a certain area so in this case you're given oceans and you have to dive into that and find out what is most interesting and what could people be yeah most sort of excited to learn about and then that kind of goes to the next phase so that's sort of how it works right that it's very much uh as you said it's similar to university you're learning you're researching and uh, and then helping to influence what gets put into actual museum right yeah it's exactly that i think we've got added elements to it so we're obviously thinking about the different types of audiences that we want and then we curate it to that um you're also looking at for instance oh it was literally on the tip of my tongue um we have like strategic values as well so like be curious we want to like really boost science capital we want to boost like science learning and stem careers and just like representation so whilst you're doing that research you're also trying to like make sure you meet those values in some sort of way Mm, yeah that i've heard quite a bit about that there's a big big focus on you know as you said earlier like widening access with museums because i think it's historically maybe hasn't been for everyone and and there's certain museum groups that are really focusing on changing that so that's really cool um and as i said guys keep the questions coming so we've had some good questions so far from aisha and, and cameron keep adding those in and we'll get to those uh towards the end but just want to make this really really relevant for for you guys and actually i want to run a uh quick uh poll just before we get to soji um just to to see if you've actually ever previously thought about working in a museum before so a career in the museum give me your, your response to that yes no have you ever ever thought about this before i'll leave that up for a few seconds see what you guys think so it looks like you have okay we've got a bit of a mixture we'll give it a few seconds for that to come in but yeah just interested to think have you ever thought about this before i personally didn't i went to Loughborough, i did economics i only really thought about working in these corporate jobs and companies that would always come to the you know the careers fairs and and those kind of things they were like deeply embedded into my like plan when i was applying to internships and placements grad scheme so it looks like yeah over eight percent of you guys had never thought about working in a museum for before and i think that's a part of what we want to give to you as as diverse we want to give you a, a really diverse range of opportunities and get you thinking about other industries and organizations that might have fantastic roles for you guys so um thanks for that and we'll be we'll be playing a few more polls throughout to see uh, where you guys are at so uh soji how about you then what do you do in terms of your role and talk to us about how it connects with uh marketing any transferable skills because i think a lot of people probably have thought about marketing but maybe not obviously exhibitions um right good thanks for that question i think um one skill every marketer should have is storytelling you must be able to tell stories right and i think um that was um just you know being someone who likes storytelling was passionate about storytelling um it was easy for me to like gravitate or like settle in settle well into the exhibitions intent role at smg right because essentially what the role entails is um, you crafting content or interpretations for an exhibition, right? You're essentially telling story, right? So you work with cross-functional teams like the, curate, the curatorial team, the audience research team to get a sense of, you know, um, you know, the makeup of the audience you're creating ex- exhibitions for so that you're using the right message or using the right language. And, um, also um just being able to tell stories that will you know shape lives that will shape attitudes um for the smg group like the overarching goal is to improve the science capital right which is essentially to get more people to learn more about 
science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And they've, they have like, you know, this enormous collections that they can use to tell these stories. So um, for me, my, I think unlike other interns, I'm actually working on a project. So um, right after the induction, I got paired with an interpretation developer at the National Museum of Science and Media here in Bradford. And um, I was taxed with the um, responsibility of creating an online exhibition on chemistry and photography. Um, this has never been done um, in the history of the museum, I believe. Like this is the first time they're like um, putting together a digital exhibition. So uh, just, it's, it's been a, down, a daunting challenge or daunting task, but I think for me, the major highlight is it's been a learning curve because getting to work with um, cross-functional teams like curatorial team, being able to like tap, you know, experts across the museum group. Like, I mean, last week I was sending an, an email to someone I don't even know, just, you know, to help me fact check some content, some chemistry related content. So I, um, yeah, for me, I think because I enjoy storytelling, right? It just seems like a perfect match working in exhibitions because essentially you're telling story to an audience. So it's like you're conceiving an idea and trying to present it in the best way possible in a way that will resonate with, you know, the target audience. Yeah. Interesting. So it's a real sort of copywriting, physical marketing type role where you, you know, you're telling the story in the text that I'm reading and, and what I'm looking at in terms of the exhibition itself. And, and yeah. that's interesting. I mean, a very, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, you walk into an exhibition hall or a gallery and like, you know, you see accompanying text, yeah. um, you know, for every piece, there's like an accompanying text that like gives you context as to what that particular object is about. So like that is, you know, the brain work of the exhibition team. So, yeah. I see. I see. Very, very interesting. And I could see how that would lead nicely to a marketing role or vice versa would, uh, you know, if you've yeah. got, uh, I think copywriting is a really important skill. We're going to be doing some more training on copywriting yeah. uh, as well um, in some of our upcoming sessions where we'll help you to learn some of the tips and tricks there because it's a super invaluable skill. So uh, coming back to you then, uh, Shay, how, how was it adapting to the working world for you being obviously a student? Um, you know, what was it like first few days, weeks in SMG? Did you find that really difficult? Was it an easy transition sort of walking through the door? How did you find that? I think, yeah, definitely this being my first um, actual office kind of environment kind of work experience, it was definitely a lot more challenging to settle in into the office. But I think in terms of the actual um, SMG kind of environment, um, big shout out to Alex. She helped us feel very welcome in the induction process. So, you know, we did a lot of um, induction activities together as interns, which allowed us to bond and meet each other. So it definitely calmed my nerves. And being the, inter the internship being in London and me being from Manchester was my first time ever in London. So I think there was a lot of things I had to adapt to initially. But I think in terms of the actual um, settling in phase, it was quite um, it was quite nice how SMG allowed me to feel like I settled in. That's really good. Yeah, they've got like that that environment with, you know, uh, essentially yeah, someone to help mentor you and, and, and coach you through the process. Was there is there any advice based on that that you would say to the audiences if anyone's starting maybe their first internship to help them maybe settle in or, or something you learned that you you would like to, to share with the audience that to help them adapt into the working world for the first time? I think the biggest advice that um, I would give is just definitely be yourself because I'm um, a lot of people, especially in SMG, and it depends on the working environment, a lot of people accept who you are. So if you um, have a certain hairstyle, if you are a certain way, just be yourself. And I think that's what helped me settle in, um, being able to mix and, and talk to people from different backgrounds. Um, some people from London, some people from different areas in the UK, different kind of ways of speaking. So it was, it was definitely good. And I feel like that was the main thing and the main advice I'd give to anyone that's starting an internship is always be yourself. 
Yeah, so important. I mean, you can only pretend to be someone else for so long. And I think if you're doing that, you're not going to be comfortable. You're not going to work at your best, right? So yeah, really, really important to, to be yourself. How about you, Emily? What were your sort of, um, maybe let, let's talk about sort of what you expected beforehand. Um, you know, what did you think about museums and the museum industry? Did you have any expectations about what it would be like? And um, was that different as soon as you got into SMG? I feel like I thought, not that it was going to be intense, but I just thought it wasn't going to be as chill as it was. Like, just everyone's so chill here. You start, and I think our first day, a lot of us were like, oh, when we actually start working, do we have to get here by nine? And they were like, just between nine or 10, like, nobody is on your neck to like get to work at a certain time. A lot of people are like, make sure you don't overwork yourself, have breaks. Like, I think at the end of the day, they know that like, we're gonna do our work and get our work done. So we've just been treated like professionally, not casually, but just like, it doesn't feel as formal as like, it would be in like, a big office in like London. Like, it's just chill, like everyone's good vibes but we also draw the line of like you still have that professionalism like everyone's still gonna get their work done and not like I don't know act improper but just yeah like I think I was overthinking SMG being like this big scary workplace but really it's just chill and you can just do whatever like as long as you get your work done as long as you're good and nice to everyone everyone's like really nice and sweet I think for instance, I went to library and like the library, whenever I go to university libraries or something, they're always strict and they're always like kind of rude to you. And they always say, don't do this and don't do that. And just the librarians here were just so sweet. They like did anything and everything for us, helped us out. And it just feels like everyone's so nice and supportive. And when we got our passes and like got settled in, it really felt like we were one big family, even though like, everyone's in different teams and departments and not everyone knows each other yeah yeah definitely i think we, we have that perception don't we like before because i think if you've never worked in could it doesn't even need to be the museum industry it could be anywhere really in the corporate world if you've not like tried it before it's difficult to know these some of these nuances like for example you know you've got a space to go and and get your work done you don't have someone like micromanaging you with their you know their head over your shoulder watching every single thing you, you do so it sounds like a really nice supportive relaxed environment and I don't know if um, sessions like this would potentially help for other people moving forward to really uh, kind of demystify those ideas and really understand that it's not like that at all organizations and SMG is definitely one of those as well. Um, Soji, what about you? Is there any advice you'd give to anyone in the audience about adapting to their first internship and, and doing really, really well once they, they get there? Um, I think one, okay, if I were to give an advice, I think, I think I would say keep an open mind. Um, and sorry, because I saw someone in the I saw someone post that in the comment section as um, as imposter syndrome ever been an issue, and was it a case of growing into the role? I think that's what I said. Yeah. And I mean, you would have doubts going, especially like if it's a new sector or like if you're doing it for the first time. Like you know, I have never worked in the museum, but like I've worked in. Um, you know adjacent industries so um while you know i had high expectations um you know of myself and i would like to think that's the same for my managers and um i i just kept an open mind and wasn't really scared to make mistakes right so one thing that helped me, that has helped me so far in navigating this internship is just asking questions. I love asking questions. So I just ask questions relentlessly. So if, just, if nothing is clear, I, I just get up and ask questions. I try to interact with a lot of people. I've interacted with, like, here are the, are the science museum group. I've interacted with people I've not even met in person um, just by asking questions. And, like, I think that's the... And one of the good things about working with the Science Museum group is like um, help or support is readily available. Like everyone, you look left, right, center, everyone wants to help you. So um, 
it's just you know the work culture is great um and um yeah love it yeah no that's that's yeah, really powerful to hear, hear you, you say that. And so I hope everyone is uh, listening and, and taking notes because that's exactly what you want to do when you, you get into a new role. I remember for, for me as, as a, like a manager now, I guess, I like it when the team asks me questions and you know, wants to know how things work. That really shows that they're, they're on it, they're being proactive, they're trying to learn. And that's the best way to, to learn and grow. And another thing you mentioned was just going out there and not worrying too much about failing and really just trying to, to be well, because at work and in our careers, we're always going to have moments where we fail at times, but um, that's the only way you grow and you have to continue to kind of push outside your comfort zone to try and do better and better. And um, uh, as long as you're sort of open with your, your manager and asking questions and understanding, you know, if you're allowed to do whatever you're going to do, then, you know, I, th I think dive into that with that. Uh, confidence really that you can you can make it work and i think one of the things that i i did quite well when i was doing my internships was always asking for feedback on how i could be better and what more i could i could do to contribute to the team and uh you know understand okay is my manager really busy with something is there something holding uh he or she back that i could maybe take off their plate and support with and i think that kind of attitude is exactly what you're what you want to bring to your, your internship. So we've got a few more questions that have come through. Let's get to some of those shortly, but I just wanted to run another poll at you guys just to understand where you're at now with what your focus area is, what you're struggling with the most. So is it deciding on your career path? Is it picking the right employer for you? Is it the application processes where you're you know trying to submit those applications, but you're not, not hearing back, not getting through to the next stages? Is it the interview? Are you are you managing to get to the final round interview or the first round interview, but not quite um, getting over to the next step? Or is it lastly, you know, once you've actually got that internship, perhaps you're a bit further ahead uh, and you've actually landed an internship, but you're worrying or you're thinking about how can I do really, really well? So it looks at the moment like uh, it's deciding the career path and then the, the applications as well, which, um, so yeah, I'm hoping a lot of what we've talked about is maybe going to help you with that. You've heard insights around a finance role, curator, an exhibition, obviously with uh, SMG. There will be more roles uh, to come as well with SMG. And I also just want to take this time to tell you about 10,000 Black interns as well. So I'm sure a lot of you have heard about 10,000 Black interns already. And um, Soji mentioned them at the, the beginning there. They've run an incredible internship opportunity with lots of different employers where you essentially apply to join a program and you can get matched up for interviews with uh, different employers as well across a range of sectors um, that you might be interested in. And applications are opening up for the next round, for the next program in September. I think we've got about 18 days to go there. So look out for, for that as well. well. We'll send some emails around afterwards. You've got all the links, but you can just go over to 10,000 Black Interns and apply to, to join there. So just looking at these results, guys. So deciding your career path, um, applications and interviews. I'm gonna pause that now. And just in terms of deciding, we've heard from all of our guests here and they all thought about their passion first and foremost, and that kind of led them on to the next thing. So they combined their passion with their degree background uh, and kind of try to find a mixture of, of there. So that's something I think to, to think about. What do you like doing in your spare time? What do you take to naturally? Think about that. And so as an industry, you might say, I want to work in sport. I want to work in tech whatever it may be, and perhaps combine that with whatever your skill set is. And we actually have a, a course as well on uh, early careers and helping you decide your career path. So you can dive into that as well for some more, more insights. But just on the applications piece, uh, for you, Shay, have you got any advice for anyone now who's applying to internships on how to actually make sure they get to the interview stages? Have you got any advice on the, the initial application that we all have, always have to do? I think the biggest advice I would give is make yourself stand out on your CV. I think that's what I did in sixth form college before I actually got to university. I would um, do a lot of extracurricular activities. So I started a finance society with one of my friends. Um, just little things like that show that you're actually interested in what you're going into. So I'd say that's my biggest advice. Definitely just making sure that, like you said, your passion is represented through kind of like the purpose behind what you're applying for. You can't just apply for a finance role with no interests or added or extracurricular work on finance um it's, it's quite hard to, to get a role otherwise so that's my biggest advice 
For sure. And there's a big difference between saying you're passionate about finance and starting a finance society, right? So, you know, that it's like, show me, don't tell me, right? Uh, what about you, Emily? Have you got any advice on, on applications? Um, I got like two, similar to what he just said, like, obviously, try and do as many things as you can, because I think like it shows that you're actively like wanting to do things like especially sometimes if it's like volunteering or if it might take a lot of time out of your schedule it's just good to try new things because then you know what you don't like and what you do like and like it just adds things to your cv but um i think the main thing that like helped me with this application was passion like obviously i like going to the museums i love museums i went a lot as a kid like it's just been ingrained in me so like i think that passion kind of drove through with the application because i like i didn't know much about the science museum like i've been here but like science is not my forte but like my love for museums is and i think that's what kind of drove my application perfect love that advice as well and how about you soji what have you got in terms of someone out there trying to make their first application um, just, um, you don't necessarily need to have like, um, you know, the, a conventional work experience, right? Um, like the other, um, speaker said, you could, um, you could make a case with just a volunteer experience, right? So, um, when I moved to the UK, one of the first, one of the first things I, I did was to like, you know, um, a volunteer at various or volunteer with like various organizations right so and that also you know helped while i was putting together my application for the science museum group because you know i was able to like reference what i did and like you know finding a story to also tell can make you stand out because i remember how i got one of the volunteer um, the volunteering role was just shooting shooting them shooting them a dm on twitter and I was able to get, um, what was it called? I was able to volunteer um, at, the at the organization. So yeah, um, find a story to tell that, that can make you stand out in your application. You don't necessarily have to have a work experience. It could be your passion and some of the things you've even done um, by yourself. It could be like a solo project. Um, so um, you don't necessarily have to wait until you have a work experience you can find things that you're passionate about that you've worked on and you could highlight those things in your application and that would definitely pique people's interest yeah definitely yeah that, i think that's great advice you know volunteering creating your own uh content or or projects and uh as as she said as well you know really really getting involved in creating a society whatever that is and, and as emily mentioned getting involved in these different experiences shows how interested you are in lots of different things. And again, it's all about showing the the employers rather than just telling them because to be honest guys, 99% of the applicants will really just say, oh yeah, I'm passionate about this. I enjoy this. I'm really good at that. But if you can say instead, oh no, no, I've actually shown that I'm interested and passionate about this by doing this in my spare time or by volunteering or whatever it is, that's how you really get to that sort of nine out of 10, 10 out of 10 application. So let's get through some of these questions now then. So Pav has a question here. So has imposter, is, uh, imposter syndrome ever been an issue? And was it uh, a cause of growing into the role? Uh, or the case of growing into the role? So that's from Pav. So have you ever felt any imposter syndrome? And did you feel, I don't know, you had to sort of grow into the role over time? Emily, do you want to grab that one? Yeah, um, I always have it, like I had it at uni, I had it at, before I started this role and it was really bad, but like I think my friends were like supportive, they were just uh, like, listen, you got this job, like obviously they saw things in you, so like it was hard earned, plus I think on our first day, Alex turned to us and was like, out of 600 people, you guys were the ones that chosen and da da da, -da. like we really did feel like we worked hard for this and like we were picked for this for a reason so it kind of like eliminated the imposter syndrome there were still moments where it popped up now and then like i think when i when it was like the first few weeks and i didn't have a pass i was like okay i feel like an actual imposter here like i don't i just have like this random wristband like this is but yeah i think you just have to tell yourself that you worked hard for this and like i think hearing it from other people it kind of sinks in more so i think my best advice is just listen to the people around you and like get out of your head because it's 
that's just going to eat up your time and it's not worth it at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, well, well done to all of you guys as well. I didn't say that at the beginning, but well, well done for all of you to to go out there and get these fantastic opportunities and, and do so well in them as as well. So, um, and yeah, that's interesting. So you really like leaned into the positive feedback that you're hearing from from the the team, and I think everyone else as well. It's important to remember that employers are having conversations every day about how they can get you guys to apply to their roles. Like they genuinely want you to apply and get these roles. And I think if you're the type of person that's gonna to come to these kind of sessions and join in with these conversations, that's the type of person that they want in their organization as well. So um, great answer there. Uh, thanks for that question, Pav, great question. Got another question here from Anna. Uh, what has been your biggest challenge in your role so far and how have you grown from the experience? So Shay, what, what, what has been your biggest challenge so far, do you think, and, and how's, how have you kind of grown from that experience? I think kind of related to Emily's answer a little bit was the imposter syndrome, but not from kind of the angle that I would have expected. It was more so, you know, my first experience in finance, actually practically taking what I do in university and applying it to an actual work kind of role. So I think actually coming to grips with formulating balance sheets or looking at an like analytics, I think for the first week or two weeks, I was, everything was kind of like blowing my mind away. I didn't really understand most of the information, but it was good um, to have the team on deck to help me settle in and you know they, they, they never looked at me and expected me to understand all the information they understood where i was coming from as an incident so they really helped me settle in which credit to smg has really helped me in terms of developing my technical analysis as well i can say that now um through help from people on the team i've been able to become better at excel for example and you know learn loads of things that i can definitely take and transferable skills that i can take into the future so i think that was my biggest challenge initially coming and facing the imposter syndrome of Am I good enough to do this or am I good enough to be here? But as you said, employers are always looking to bring new people. So it's not about how you are currently, it's about how willing you are to learn. I think that's definitely my biggest takeaway. Mm. And and that, what stood out to me there as well is like you didn't have necessarily all the skills that you needed for the role, you know, before day one. But, you know, and that's, I think, something people worry about, right? You see a job description, they say maybe, oh, if you've got, if you've got this, that would be great. Or, you know, it's... Uh, a, a, you know a role that obviously you haven't done before you think have i got the skills for this but you're saying they kind of gave you that support right to to help you develop those skills and teach you things um that you didn't know before so you could do the job right yeah definitely. i think they definitely um they made it so that it was easily accessible they sat me down and you know they explained some things to me in, in ways that you would anyone can understand so i think right. that's another thing credit to smg that you know, um, they never looked at kind of the position I was coming from and expected me to know all this stuff. They just kind of broke it down like a normal person. I think that was something that I kind of wondered if that would be the case working in, you know, so many big banks, people talk about how they just throw work at you and expect you to get it all done. Um, I was quite fortunate that the director of finance, my manager on um, this intern has been able to sit me down and explain things to me and I've been able to actually learn things as, as any normal person would. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no, it sounds like you guys are getting amazing support at, at the Science Museum groups. So that's great to hear. Uh, question for here for, from Tracy for, I think, Sergey, it'd be great if you could help with this one. Uh, what advice would you give to a recent graduate who would like to come to the UK for a job opportunity as, as you've done? Um, so you mentioned that a little bit early on, but any, any other advice you want to share on sort of coming to the UK and um, making that transition? I mean... If you're looking to move to the UK for job opportunities, I mean, do you like, I'm not an immigration advisor, but like, I know there are like um, some like visa routes. Um, I know there's like the global talent visa route. Um, so if you're like, um, if you're good at whatever you do, um, you can you can have um, experts, I think, in your industry or in, yeah, in your industry endorses you. And that's one of the avenues or one of the ways to reach you can like emigrate to, into the UK. Um, another thing is just, you know, applying for um, for jobs in the UK. Um, there are, you know, loads of organizations that um, are able to like sponsor um, talent into the UK. So um, those are one of the ways to, some of the ways to which you can like emigrate into the uk for work yeah definitely yeah. and there's some specific job boards uh, for that like tier two jobs.co.uk is one and you know there's certain companies that that sponsor visas we've, we've got one in the sanger institute who will be hiring uh hopefully this year as well who covers visas so look out for those um 
And for, for you, Shay, we got a question here from Cameron around finding internships. So obviously, you, you went down the 10,000 back intern route, but any other um, platforms or anything else that you try to to find the internship that's right for you or that you're still using still using now? I think the main two that I used were 10,000 black interns. And I was quite fortunate because my university actually gave us like um, a list of some internships you could apply for. But upon actually understanding more about um, opportunities like this, I found so many more platforms that I never even knew of. So I can give names of Farage, um, SEO recruitment, Rare London, um, just different. There's loads of different platforms. Upreach as well. There's loads of different platforms like 10,000 black interns that, you know, sponsor um, individuals from... Um, you know, diverse backgrounds or just normal backgrounds uh, to get opportunities in the work environment. So I think there's a lot of um, opportunity there and a lot more scope in, in today's world. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Keep an eye out for these these programs. 10,000 at Black Interns is a great one, as I've mentioned, that's open up again soon. In terms of internship opportunities, uh, we've got some great ones as well on our job board. Aisha, it'd be great if you could uh, put the link to the job board in the chat, actually, uh, and let everyone know about some of the current roles we've got we've got opportunities with formula e right now and, and warner brothers and uh yeah more to come from the science museum group as well um we've got about 10 minutes left guys so we'll just wrap up with these uh, key questions and i'll give the guests a chance to to share any closing statements or or uh, messages after we've done that um any advice for a beginner in terms of interviews and to improve their interview skills? Emily, any, any advice on, on that, on the interview side of things? I think like generally, if you're at university, they do hold like interview workshops. So like go to those or like just general ones. I think just be confident, always prepare. I'm speaking from experience, literally always prepare for interviews. Like even if it's like, 15 minute preparation the day before 30 minute just like look at questions and use the star method like they always want to want to hear like the situation task activity result i don't know if that's the a but like use that method because like they eat up that and just they love the structure and the fact that you're saying okay i was in this situation this is what i did and this is how it progressed but literally my best advice would be just always prepare for your interview so that like if they throw anything at you you know or you have an idea and you don't get thrown off yeah if the, that's for a tell me about a time question so tell me about a time you've shown excellent teamwork and skills as you said yeah. situation task action result action activity pretty much the same uh result yes. uh and so you know if you can go through that structure that's going to really help you for any time about a time question so that's that's a great answer and and yeah do practice research and practice so for me i like to uh, um practice answering questions out loud uh as well just uh people think you're crazy if you do it in the middle of the public but if you just do it at home you know with the 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 window shut the curtains closed and, and practice answering those questions that might come up because a lot of the same questions come up time and time again. So really just getting used to answering those, perhaps with a friend as well, who could maybe do it, do it with you or a family member. Um, and I just think like, you know, practice really makes perfect. So, you know, as, as many reps as you can get in beforehand, the better. Uh, a question here from Kishan. Uh, similarly for cover letters, um, Soji, have you got any advice at all on cover letters? I'm not sure if you guys had to write a cover letter to apply for any of these roles, but if so, any advice on that? Um, to be, there isn't like a one-size-fits-all approach um, for cover letters because, um, I mean, yeah, but do you like great templates um, online that you could adopt but essentially like um in your cover letter you want to be able to um highlight you want to be able to highlight your skills and how it um fits into the role you're applying for and also stress on like you know the work you've done and how it's can also and how it also fits into the role you're applying for essentially i think those are like one of the key things you have to highlight in your cover letters. Yeah, definitely. And and it's about those why questions, isn't it? Like why this company, why you, why this role? Like you want to address those those three things. And I think the starting point is always the job description. So you want to read the job description, highlight any skills that they're looking for. 
Um, or it could be rather than skill, it could be passion in something. You want to try and highlight them, it could be with a highlighter or do it on the computer. And then you want to try and weave that into your cover letter and really make it easy for them to see why you are the right person for the role uh, based on your interests. And like we've been saying throughout the session, experiences that you have and things that you go and try and really just spell it out for them and, and make it uh, clear. But uh, something that I think someone said on this uh, event once was, uh, you know, the cover letter is, is kind of like the movie trailer. So you don't necessarily need to include everything in there. Just the real highlights that is going to get you to the interview. That's the whole point of the cover letter to kind of get you to the interview. And if the cover letter is optional, don't take that as optional, <laughs> take it as mandatory because, you know, the people that, that, that could, that's part of it really. The people that do the cover letter really well, I can kind of shine at that point. So, you know, I would always say, take your time to do fewer, more targeted applications and always take the time to, to do a cover letter if they've asked you, you for one. A um, couple of things left to, to go through. So quick one here for, from Aisha. So any, what was the most surprising part of your internship and, um, that you didn't expect to be a part of the role. So, Shay, have you got any anything else to share on that that might have surprised you in the internship? I think the most surprising thing is just the inclusivity with the interns in terms of the various things that we do um, together. So I was initially expecting just to be in the finance office 24-7 with no kind of, like, autonomy, but we've been fortunate to go to a lot of really cool exhibitions. And it's good that the SMG um, kind of culture is very diverse and open that you'd find... Um, people on the finance team leaving work a bit earlier to go to the to the different exhibitions that have been open. So I think it's been, honestly, it's been, I think that's the most surprising thing, just being able to try a, a lot of different things and go to a lot of different event, and events and exhibitions as well. Yeah, I love it. I can I can tell with, with everything you guys have said that you're having a great time at, at SMG. So I'm super happy for you. Uh, last question here from Tracy. I'll, I'll wrap up on this one. This is about any advice that I would tell my 23-year-old self, um, which makes me feel and sound very old but uh <laughs> i would do that i think we've 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 done it's a bit of a summary of what we've talked about so i think it's like show don't tell so you know uh, demonstrate your skills and your passions and interests with uh, your spare time and then bring that to the table with uh with employers i think be open-minded as well we've spoken about this and we've seen that most of you'd never thought about working in a museum before i think really at the beginning of your career this is the perfect time to be super open-minded about where you work in terms of industry or maybe geography in, in England or in the UK um, and really be open-minded because the most important thing is not the salary, it's not the company name, it's you learning at the beginning. It's a perfect time for you to try different things and learn and figure out what you want to do because it's so hard to figure that out just sat behind the computer like you do need to get out into the world and, and try these opportunities so i would say this is a perfect time to be open-minded and uh yeah not so risk averse in terms of what you try because just in term just to, because you start somewhere doesn't mean that's where you're gonna sort of end in your career so really be open-minded at that beginning part and then lastly i would say this and this is important for whether you've got an internship or not and it is your network you know they there's a phrase you know your network is your net worth and there's some truth in that you know you do once you get into these internships i would recommend having as many coffee chats as you can when i say coffee chats you know it's very common just to go you know grab a coffee i don't drink coffee but you know grab a coffee and we'll go for a walk for 15 minutes 20 minutes and talk about uh, someone, it, you know, talk talk to someone about their career, what they do in their department. You want to go and try and meet as many people who who work in the organisation as you can across different departments because, you know, you then you're gonna have really you're gonna be able to learn about how the organisation works. You're gonna have a relationship, and that's just how business works, guys. Like from there, that person might refer you for a job. They might want to hire you. You never know. Um, and again, you might learn something from them. So those have been my top three things to bear in mind. And just as we wrap up here, I'm going to send uh, one last poll at you guys. So would you now consider starting your career within a museum group? Are you going to say no? And that, that's absolutely fine. Maybe you don't feel it's for you. Maybe you're, you're more open-minded to considering it. Or yes, if you definitely think you would uh, hit me with that. So that'd be interesting to see. Um, and yeah, just want to say a big thank you to you guys for all joining and uh, yes, yeah, sharing some wisdom. Is there anything else that you want to share uh, or any any last thank yous you want to share with the, with the group while we've got them? Anything at all? All good. Looks like we covered everything. So yeah, Emily, Shay, Soji, thanks so much for, for doing this and joining. 
Um, I'm going to close up that poll in just a second. Cool. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for joining. All the best with your remaining internship with SMG. Uh, would love to see you on another one of these sessions. Maybe in the future we can talk about your, your next steps and, and where you go from here. For everyone in the audience, keep an eye out for all the opportunities on our newsletter. We've got more events coming. We've got one uh, next week. I'll let Aisha put that into the, the chat as well. Um, and so, yeah, keep it, keep it coming. Keep stay engaged. Keep commenting and, and sharing your questions. And we'll see you at the next one. And for anyone who's looking for an internship right now, good luck. And uh, really believe that you can do it. Everyone on the stage has gone to, done it. And we believe that you can do it as well. So um, awesome. Let's wrap it up there. Thanks, Shay, Emily, and Soji. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Zoe. Cool. Thanks for having us. Okay. Thank you for having us. No worries. Bye, everyone. No worries. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining. Bye.